have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? And how do I make money off my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor was my starting point to launching the L Duval experience. So if you wanted to start your own podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in this diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios. Welcome back, everyone. This is part two of the Lewis Duvall Experience with my interview with actress Lori Livingston. This is where she talks about WandaVision, her acting gems, her clothing line, T-Boy Chic, and her book, But Beauty Wasn't Within Me. So let's dive into part two, shall we? But I, yeah. I got to get to the big stuff. Okay. The big stuff. This is the big stuff. This is like I, I gotta, I gotta give you this real quick. You know the, the big stuff. This is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the part of the segment where we are talking about one division. Oh my gosh! I geeked out. I'm sorry. I geeked out. I geeked out. <laughs> this was my geek out moment. Oh my goodness. So, um. Man, that's dope. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. That's dope. I am so super pumped because that right there is so dope. And for what it is, I hope people have been watching WandaVision. I hope people have been seeing the show and, and, and following along with the story because it's the next phase of the MCU. I am just so super pumped for you because I don't know if they know that you've made history. Do they know that you've made history? <laughs> uh, I definitely did mention it to uh, the director, Matt Shackman, executive producer, Matt Shackman. Uh, he, he was on board when I, when we were shooting and I, I definitely said to him, do you realize that I am the first and the only African-American female scroll? And he was like, that's incredible. Let's break it down. Shall we? That's we got to break yeah. that bad boy down. Now, mm -hmm. Not everybody knows this. I'm, I'm going to nerd out for a second. Did you know that Blade, an African-American character, was the first to usher in any comic book adaptation to cinema? Blade. No, no. Wesley, wow. Snipe, Wesley Snipes' character, Blade, was the yes. beginning stages. First it was, first it was Blade, then mm -hmm. came, then came uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, or the Sam Raimi Spider-Man in, in Fox. Okay. Or, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, not Fox, Sony. So mm -hmm. Blade mm -hmm. was first. And then the, although it did not get the, 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 the financial success boom as most MCU uh, films, as we see it today, for that time, that mm -hmm. was like the whoa. You know what I mean? That was like, 
we we're we're on the big screen and it's affiliated with someone that's actually in the comics. Holy right. crap. So right. That's and Blade came out in the nineties, right? That was, that like was the in the nineties. Absolutely. I remember my mother went <laughs> this is um we're so dating ourselves. I would I remember getting getting my mom was just like, I got I got uh this movie called Blade. You wanna see it with me? I'm like, Yeah, what what, what is it? She's, it's a, it's that Wesley Snipes man. Uh he played that, you know, he played that movie and she got a bootleg of it. We never went to the movies to go see it because I was she was she was too fearful to go to the movies at that time in New York. So she was always she would always hawk the movies, you know. I I don't I don't I don't for anyone that's listening, I do not advocate bootlegging. But that's what we did when we were poor, you know. This now, wait a minute. Did. did you actually see the movie, or was it like somebody the back of somebody's head? No, she, you know, we saw. Recorded. She no, she she actually. This is at the time where you could actually see part of the movie at, <laughs> while you're standing there buying it, because the guy would be like, "No, it's a clean copy. It's a clean copy. It's real clean." Here, look. They had this portable DVD player when DVDs was the thing. You can actually okay. see it. It's like, okay, yeah, it's clean, but it's clean on a really portable joint. You go back home. And it was like terrible. So you had to wait until the thing came out, you know, either on VHS because that's when Blockbuster was still alive. Right. But right. Um, yeah, so we see Blade and I'm like, I'm, I'm captivated. I'm mesmerized. But so that's number one. Uh, and that was a, a, a Marvel New Line joint. Nick Fury, who was race bent because he was initially white. Mm, Nick okay. Fury, Sam Jackson's Nick Fury. First introduction to the MCU to of that character. Now he now granted it was played initially by David Hasselhoff on the TV series, but we're talking movies. So he's the first to be race bent in the MCU. No one else mm. has been race bent. Okay. None. And I, okay. I I would argue I could someone could argue about uh, Terrence Howard's character uh, in the first Iron Man that that initial character was Caucasian. Some okay. could argue that because in the comics they've changed it, but I digress. He would be the first. So okay. then you. Oh no! Wow. Wait, 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 wait! No, wait, wait, wait! We got, we got build up. Black, Thanos. Black Thanos. Oh. Thanos, the original actor that played Thanos, he was not Josh Brolin. It was not Josh Brolin. At mm. the end, at the post-credit scenes, it was. A actor that actually went on to play a uh, a character very very subtly and short in um, Captain America's Winter Soldier, he was actually like the um, one of the henchmen that was in Africa that Captain America and uh, uh, Wanda and 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 Black Widow was chasing. Uh, his name is Damien Damien Poitier, if I'm if I'm pr pr pronouncing his name correctly. And I remember because of his eyes, because he's got those, you know, he's got like the David Ely, you know, type eyes. You yeah. know, he's, yeah. he's gray or mixed or it's whatever. He's a mutant, whatever. I, I mm -hmm. still I still think even though he, mutants don't exist, I really think that <laughs> they do exist when you have people with multicolored eyes like that. But I remember him and, it, and I was in the theaters and it was a friend of mine that I was with. And she was like, yo, my cousin's in this. And I'm like, who's your cousin? She's like, Damien. I'm like, Damien who? She's like, Damien Poitier. He's in this movie. I'm like, okay. So we're waiting. We see the whole movie. And I'm like, all right, where is he? <laughs> where was he at? She's like, I mm -hmm. don't know. So we went to the post-credit scenes. And they always put us in the post-credit scenes. But the post-credit okay. scenes. And mm -hmm. when she saw, she said, that's him. I was like, Thanos? Wow. Thanos. 
Wow. Which was later then recreated, repurposed, because they actually put a prosthetic, they actually made his face, um, they put something on his face. Mm-hmm. So it was a different color, it was different everything, but um, it was close to the mark that what we've seen the Thanos in the the, the remaining films, but it, it was Thanos was initially played by a black man, black actor. And then we get to you, the first primary scroll actress, black woman, Lori Livingston. First ever in a TV series proper, MCU slash movies TV proper, you, your history. Yes. African African American black woman black woman. <laughs> Get some respect on that name. So I I I nerded out. I said, "Oh my gosh, she's." As I you know watched it three thousand times, like the rest of the world has seen it, I said, "Oh my gosh, does she know? She's history. There's no other black scroll." I looked. I went through all of the channels. I went through all of the old films, all of the old stuff. I'm like, "No, no, no. That that, that actor was white. No, that that actor wasn't even there. They didn't say any. They wouldn't even know who that person is. She could be Cambodian, whatever." You were the and, and it ushers in such a diverse atmosphere now because there is there is hope we can we can be di- oh and there was another black actor that people don't know of is that there was uh in in um in infinity war the uh one of the creatures or one of the um one of the one of the actors uh portraying one of the creatures of thanos like the children of thanos uh was played by a black actor as well so we're in it and that's amazing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that you, you know, you're absorbing all of the good stuff that's, that's been going on, but you know, you got to tell me, is that just a, does that, does that make you just a little bit like, you know, come on, just give us a little something, something like, doesn't that make you just feel like, whoa, I'm, <laughs> I'm history. I'm black history. And it's befitting because it's women's month. Yes. You know what I mean? So come on, you got, just give me a little something, something on how you feel about being history. And look at the timing on that, you know, because it is black history, women's, women's history month, not black history month, but women's history. Absolutely. Look at the timing on that. You know, that alone right there is enough to make me just kind of feel like, wow, you know, but um, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, I'm, I look at more so like my future generations in terms of like the people that I know, the people like my, my son and and then maybe his kids and, you know, just passing down. I want them to be the ones to say, that's my grandmother. That's my mother. You know, that's how I'm seeing all of this. That's dope. You know, that like my dope. father, was a, my grandfather was a professional boxer. He was an African-American professional boxer fighter. And I know he fought some of the biggest names in the world back then. So I carry that like as his legacy. And that's kind of what I'm looking at when I think of being the first black woman. Yes, it's commendable for everyone in the world that acknowledges it and, and respects it and says, you know, anything about it. I, I love that. But for me, the true heart of it is my own lineage, my own family, you know, my son, his kids being able to say that was my grandmother. Wow. That to go down in history, you know, to, it's going down in history. Like, no matter what, my name will always be synonymous with Marvel. No matter what. <laughs> what? 
like no matter what it doesn't matter how big or small wherever we go from here it doesn't matter like from my my name will always be forever synonymous with this show with this this whole world this whole universe that's the accomplishment for me i'm a big marvel fan i've always been a marvel fan i've we nerd out yes we oh seriously we definitely nerd out yo we definitely nerd out love this stuff like i'm all for it i purposely came to hollywood and purposely um forced myself to take on roles that were a lot more tomboyish and hard i understood that i was pretty i understood that i was beautiful i understood you know all those things but i i knew hollywood didn't see it i knew that they were trying to keep me in that whole pigeonhole of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. be the pretty girl you know just be the face and just stay stay in your lane you know stay there and I knew if I had done that, I wouldn't be doing at all what I've just done. You know, one of the key things too with actors is all your roles aren't always going to be pretty. That's what we're actors for. We're actors to bring acting to life. Right. We're actors <laughs> to bring stories to life. We're actors to tell the story. So sometimes your characters are not going to be pretty. Sometimes they're going to be gritty. Sometimes they're going to be ugly. You know, sometimes your face isn't going to be seen at all. Sometimes just the character is going to be seen and it's okay. Your name is behind it. How much do you want this? Are you seriously in this, you know, just to be pretty all the time? Are you seriously in this because you want to be an an actor? You know, a real actor is, is going to get down and dirty. If not, you might as well just stay in the reality world. You know, just be a reality star, you know, but the real actors, we're going to get gritty. We're going to get, you know, we're going to have these creatures that aren't going to be very pretty or very, you know, noticeable. You're not going to recognize, like people, if they saw just the scroll character, because that's what I was—a scroll. If they saw that, they wouldn't know it was me. If I came on screen and just said and just said my lines and did my, right. you would not know it was me. Right. And that's okay. It's okay. At the end of the day, I know I, I know that's me. As be, an actor. Be rest assured. And now, and and let me just say this: that was beyond gems. That was hardcore fact. That was like major info that you just that you just dropped. That was heavy load that you just dropped. Because what are we in it for? That's why we in it for, right? If, if you're, if for? you're, what, what, what are you here but not to be to not be in the world of make believe and make and, and create? Because exactly. if you want to be yourself, then just put mm-hmm. a camera on your face and just record yourself, and there you go. Well, There's yeah, you. Yeah. Just stay in reality just TV. Stay or, there, right? You know, keep doing your TikToks, but we're in this to be actors. We're serious, you know, and I, that's something that I had to push being here in Hollywood because the first thing they did was look at me. Oh, well, she's pretty. Make her the girlfriend. Oh, she's pretty. Make her, you know, or, or make her the lawyer because she has short hair, you know, so they were already typecasting me. They were already trying to put me in a category and I had to show them. So that's when I started doing stunts. I started doing like fight scenes and, you know, and, and taking hits like those when you're a stunt person, you're you're really getting hit. I was getting trained by Joe Daddy Stevens in MMA on the TV show Kingdom. You know, right. I was literally learning how to fight physically fight like Joe Daddy didn't care. He He's instinctively a fighter. Right. So when he saw another person, you're an opponent. Like, let's right. fight. You know? Right. So um, and he trained us that way. And then after him came a, a German kid named German. I'm saying German, a German kid named Phil Flock. And he loves black black actors. So he's kind of scouting out black actors. And he found me. Well, the day he found me, I'm wearing like a, a tight black dress. You know, and I'm like the girliest of girlies and he's looking at me and he did the same thing. Like, oh, well, you know, you're pretty. Just be this guy's girlfriend, you know. And it's like, no, I want to do something more gritty. And I'm glad that he took that opportunity on me. He made me an assassin in one of his movies. Dope. Dope. He, but he trained me how to fight. Dope. How to fight. 
right. So like, I'm really fighting these guys in these scenes, you know, but I had to do that to present myself to Hollywood. I had to show Hollywood. I'm not just a pretty girl and I'm not okay. Just being just, you know, just dress me up and make me pretty and put me on screen. And that's like, no, I'm not okay with that. Like, I want to get down and dirty. That's what we're in this for. We're actors. So act. Act so out act. your so act. Exactly. There you act. go, dude. <laughs> act. Drop that jam, yo. <laughs> Did I want to be green? Do I want to be green? No. I mean, now it's okay, but initially, no. You know, I wasn't like when they showed me my costume. For, like I was like, I, <laughs> you know, but that this is what I'm in it for. So, so I, I I got to nerd out. I, I'm I'm gonna contain myself with the question, but I'm nerding out as I'm thinking about this question. So I got to know. I just I I have to know this because I've watched that clip like <clears throat> like the rest of the world like I said like I think we all have seen that bad boy like a thousand times the mm. first five hundred times because we were just like amazed I I was at work this is the setup scene I'm at work and it's five o'clock six o'clock no I just got off so it's like five five ten I grab myself a, a cup of coffee and I'm sitting down with the with the computer and I had made sure that I brought the the big boy I I wasn't watching on a tablet or my phone. I, you know, I got the computer and I was mm -hmm. get my good headphones on and I watched the, you know, I watched the episode and I got to tell you, like the first 500 times, you know, we're all seeing it. We're in amazement. So we're seeing it live in HD. You know, I jumped out of my, I screamed, I yelled, some people were looking at me like, I'm sorry, I'm just watch, <laughs> watching streaming service, you know, just, and I, I literally like screamed, smile huge on my face. Then the next 500 times that I saw it, it was technical stuff. So I, I've got to ask, because this is nerding me out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to ask her this. So this this scene, which was uh, in the theater, um, which was so brilliantly done, um, you reveal yourself to um, Tiana Paris, who, who plays Monica Rambeau uh, yes. in, in the scene. I, 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 I had to ask, I have to ask this question. How many times did they do the take for you walking into the transitioning of you being a scroll. Was that one take? I'm looking at this other. That's a oh, one. That's, that's got to be like one or two takes. Got to be like are you two. Or one or no, two takes. no. We we took we did multiple takes. Really? Um, each 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 because there was a take of me in as a human and then of course I had to do it as the scroll. No way. Because I had to match, I had to match my, you know, my my movements, wow. so that they would all sync. Uh, Marvel is is unbeat; they're undefeated when it comes to the editing and the, you know, and the the um, just just what is the word I'm looking for? But just the the way that they put their story together, the way that they make. I think they said that this this show, WandaVision, was going to have even more. Um, just technique or just what is the word i'm looking for visual but effects, you, visual effects thank visual you effects. yes okay going to be like unmatched i think they said and and when i saw myself transform it was seamless you know i was it was blown seamless. away i'm like what did, they had to do this like one or two times on that one table. No, and she, no, and they did. No. They cut her head off, and then they put the original. They 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 they, they did this. So I'm again. I'm nerding out because I'm a VFX guy. So I'm looking at it, and I'm going frame by frame. Mm -hmm. Like no way, this has got to be like one or two. And then they did another take, and they they put the head, and they they did it. I thought it was 3D at one point. I was like, this is a 3D head. And then like the lens flare morphing, and then it was you. 
The only thing 3D was the contacts. Like my eyes were not, my eyes were my own eyes. Uh, And because of COVID, I couldn't, I couldn't use the, because they have contacts created for me. Really? That was 3D, that was 3D eyes? The eyes were were done, yeah. Yeah. In post. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because they couldn't, because the contacts were so, you know, the contacts are are there. It's their property. So they don't actually touch them. They don't actually let us put our own contacts in. They have someone specially trained and hired to literally put the contacts in your eyes for you. Wow. And we couldn't do that due to COVID, of course. So, yeah, the only thing digital were, were my eyes. But that debunked my theory. I thought it was like, maybe it was like, you know, one or two, they chopped the head off. I went all sorts of different directions with it mm-hmm. technically, you know, cause I, I, I nerded out when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And I, I, I often sometimes wondered to myself, I'm like, you know, it's gotta be really cool to work with, um, you know, these actors that are in that series. It's, it has to be so, so super cool to uh, just be amongst, you know, it's like, I've arrived, I'm here. Because these are characters really that are like the unsung heroes and not really like, you know, like the big the big marquee names, you know, that we're so used to seeing. But these are now the, I say, the rising up and coming level, yes. you know, with these leveled actors, are, or with characters, not actors, the, these level characters that are now elevating to a completely different level now. So it, it has to be cool. It had to be cool working with with uh, with, with Miss Paris. It had to be cool working with, I, I'm always gonna call him Jimmy Woo. I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna call him Woo. Yes. You know? <laughs> but it yeah. had to be really cool working with these guys. So, you know, give me, give me just a little snippet of like, what was it, you know, the day of and, you know, just the vibe, the atmosphere, just the feel of it. Like, how was that for you? Because again, we we live vicariously through you. <laughs> it was funny because I I knew nothing. Like, all I knew was I had my script, I knew my lines, and I knew now that Marvel is extremely, you know, private when it comes to how and when and what we do. So, you know, no information is leaked, and and you know just what you know. You Absolutely. know just what you- right, right. So when like if people were to ask me, you know, where are you going to like, hey, I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. So um, they gave me my script and and I went in prepared with my lines and everything. And they had made some changes by the time I went there. So I was a little nervous, but I was a lot nervous. I'm sorry, because it's more, <laughs> you want to you want to make a you want to do good. Event. Right. You don't yeah. want to go back to Grey's Anatomy thought process. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No deer in the headlights. No, no deer, deer in the headlights. headlights. No, please don't freak out. Don't freak out. So the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm, I have that mindset, like, don't freak. Like, I'm trying to keep it together. So they're all the whole cast is kind of because they have been shooting, you know, for months. Like they they were at the end. This was the end. You know, this was the end of it. So they were just like, OK, you know, they knew each other. They were all used to each other. And right, then here. Right, right. There comes this new phase, and it's like, first of all, who are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mean, no one, no one was mean. No one was no, mean. No, yeah, me. I, I can know, imagine. Was, I can only you know, imagine. Right. Who's this? Who are you? Why are you here? You know, um, and even I'm kind of, I don't know why am I here? You know, I don't know you. <laughs> so when I saw, you know, the t- agent Wu come through, I was just like, oh my God, that's like, you know, like, <laughs> right, internal, right, oh my God. right, 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 right. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's, you know, like, like internally i'm keeping to myself right because sitting there and of course their their chair is right there with their name on it you know and then uh, of course tiana comes through and but when i was on set 
Um, again, I was the newbie. I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. But the only people who knew me were actually my friends. And one of my friends was like a PA on the set. And another two friends were actually background actors on the set. So when I came out as the, okay, we're going to have this this person coming in doing this these lines, everybody was like, holy shit. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, Wait a minute. Right. What? Right, you know? right, right. That's super cool, yo. That is so super cool. Talk to me. They couldn't talk to me. So the whole time they're like sneaking past me, giving me like fist pumps. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're oh, like sliding wow. past me, you know, trying to like fist pump me or, you know, trying to, right, oh, like, you know, right, like right. they would walk like in the scene. Like sometimes someone would like cross past me and like look at me like, are you kidding? You know, so, that's um, so awesome that they helped me to get through it. So they were the ones kind of like, OK, this is this person. This is So they broke down the okay. story. Okay. Me and help understand right what was going on who i was so yes i was totally geeking out that was day one by day two um it was literally just uh myself and tiana and oh, uh wow. literally we were just shooting just our scenes so i had a body double and this girl was my clone it absolutely freaked me out to see myself walk through the room what yeah, to walk through the room and, you know, just she was me. She had on the same suit, everything. She They gave her a curly wig because her hair wasn't curly, but she they gave her a curly wig like my hair. It was the creepiest thing on the planet to watch this girl. Oh, wow. So much so, we look so much alike that even the crew mixed this up. Oh, wow. They couldn't tell which one was the actor and which one was the the body double wow um yeah. talk about clone <laughs> yeah and she, but the funny thing is we look nothing alike in you and in, 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 in regular, life right right so if you but would, pair step together outside, step outside exactly. of it you you guys would like completely different totally but, different yeah but, if for, but that, when for, that, just, for that little bit yes identical like wow. it freaked me out i was looking at myself Literally, she had, I mean, the height, the body, everything, it, it was literally myself. So she had to mirror everything I did as well, you know, in between takes. Like, so it, it was just surreal. The whole, the whole situation was just really um, humbling. You know, I remember coming home. It was Halloween when we shot that. I remember coming home and like, I couldn't sleep. Like I couldn't shut down for hours. Wow. Hours just because of the high, you know, that adrenaline high. But um, they were they were incredible to me. And, and I shot with Marvel before, so it was bringing me back. So when I came in as the scroll, I had been a scroll already in Captain Marvel, the right. original. Okay. So uh, the refugee scrolls. So when they brought me back, this I was used to being on Captain Marvel where everybody was used to the scrolls. Scrolls were everywhere. You right. know, we were yeah. just, hey, we were in, Hi Bob. Hey, yeah, Marge. you know, we're scroll central. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like seriously. And, and it was. It was like you we it was it was so bad. We didn't recognize each other outside of our scroll character. No. Like way. we had to look at each other's teeth just to recognize who was who. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. That's crazy. Kidding. We had to literally look at each other's teeth. Wait, smile, smile at me. Oh, oh, oh you're so okay. You know, like we had no idea. Wow. That's how much we were just in constant scroll, you know, uniform. So when I came to WandaVision and they put me back in that scroll, you know, um, costume or, or at least the, the prosthetics, 
I, I had that in mind, like, you know, okay, well, they're used to seeing me, but they weren't. People were coming up to me. And of course, they couldn't get close to me as much as they wanted to because right, of COVID. COVID. Right. But they were like, in all, like the cameramen and, you know, the, the like everyone was like, that's so cool. Like even Matt, you know, Matt Shackman, well, he was like, come here, let me see this. Like he was just blown away by, it, you know, even Tiana, she was like, that looks so cool. Like the first take that we did together as a scroll, you know, she was just like, that is so freaking cool. You that know? is so like, cool. I'm nerding yeah. out over here just listening to this. That's what I'm nerding said. the hell out. <laughs> That's what she said. She was like, That's so cool. So what you don't see, and I have to share this part of the story because this right here was just Black Excellence 101. And, and it always warmed my heart to tell this part of the story. But what you don't see is when I'm delivering my lines, she's really there. I'm talking to her. I'm talking directly to her. There's no stand in. No, no, it was her. And she, um, the whole time she was shaking her head, like cheering me on, mm. like, yes, you killed yes, mm. yeah. like she's doing that. Wow. While lines. So that, that now it's now become epic. That scene has become epic, you know, um, just me, the pointing up to the sky, looking at, like, and then that, all of that, like, right. as I'm delivering my lines to her, literally in scroll, as I'm delivering my lines to her, she, she, which you don't see is she's like, yes, like, you know, that right there was just the epitome of, of like you arrived, you know, like, like I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, this this woman, like, give her respect where respect is due. This woman is working with Regina King, you know, and she's like holding her own with all kinds of heavy hitters. And she's cheering me on in a scene. I have nothing but respect for Miss Paris. She is absolutely she is. She would I if there's a class, she's the next generation. She is the yeah. future of yeah. black woman excellence. In, yes, she in 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 uh in, in the in the sense of performing. So I wish her nothing but the best. I wish her nothing but success. Absolutely. I wish her nothing but Absolutely. the amazement that she's going to be, you know, in in the in the years to come with yeah. with whatever that she does with with uh with the storyline and anything else outside of that. You know, I, I I want her. I was in love with her when I saw Chirac. I was like, I remember I did this play back in the day. I, I, this was a play. I did this joint. And just to see that in, in coming to life and her playing it, I was like, man, oh man. So, yeah. She's a class act. She's a, I, I mean, literally, there's nothing. I, I, I wouldn't say anything bad about her anyway, but she's absolutely, like, I, I adore this woman. Like, she, she was a class act. She made me feel extremely welcomed on set. Um, she, we sat and we talked for a little while off camera. You know, just had a conversation in between takes, you know, just kind of sharing our stories of um, Hollywood and just what we've been through and just, you know, the come up, that come up story right. together. And she, she was amazing. She really, she really is, is an amazing actress. She's one to watch. Like, I'm, I'm honored to, one, have worked with her, but two, to know she's the next level, the next generation of, you know, Hollywood. Unbelievable. And, you know, it, it's something that I often say um, to, to those that need to be aware when it comes to this business. Business is small. Mm -hmm. This business is very, very small. And it behooves you to make sure that you're building yes. really dope, deep, dope, dope and deep relationships, organic. Yes. Cultivating trustworthy relationships with 
you're next because you just never know. You just mm-hmm. never know what God has in store and where you're going to be moving to. So you just want to make, it's just, I've always pride myself to saying, you know what, if a relationship doesn't work, it wasn't because I didn't do my job. I did what I was needed to do. Now it may have not have been perfect, but at least I know I didn't walk with the gasoline and the match burning my side of the bridge. You know, I always keep that side open. So it's if, if the bridge, if the bridge crumbles, it wasn't because I had the dynamite. It was because someone else is all about that right there is really what Hollywood's about is who you know um you know the connections that you make be careful with how you treat people who are seemingly at the bottom you know be careful with and you should do that as a life lesson anyway but you know who's who's at the bottom that person that might be a PA today or just that background actor today could turn around and end up being the star tomorrow you know is it is it common not usually but it can happen and you don't know. And you definitely want to make sure just to be respectful of everyone in general, because you never know where people are going to end up. Absolutely. And you, especially- rem- you remember them too, because they're a lot, mm-hmm. they're a lot more impressioning in your head. If, especially if you've not done this at all, I mean, if this is a regular, then, you know, you, you, you kind of build those relationships because you see these same people over and over again. But if you're like a one timer and you, you know, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I might like doing this, you know, in the future. And then you see the same person years to come. I remember when I was doing Creed, I saw the same person when I did Creed 1, the same yeah. person when I did saw, you know, the same people behind the scenes with, with Creed 2. So yes. it, it behooves, to, like, it's exactly just build those build those relationships. That's right. Quick question for you. So yes. in, this, in the theme of superheroes, and we, I want to move on because I want to talk about your, you know, your book and your clothing line. Um, two questions. A. Uh, who is your favorite superhero growing up or period? Uh, it doesn't need to be a fictional person. It could be fiction or nonfiction or, and as many as you want, but who was your superhero? If you had to, to pick superheroes in your life. I mean, growing up and, and now I feel bad saying this cause um, it's the different universe, but it was uh, actually wonder woman. Where they um, this show is a hybrid. We can do both uh, and love anyone and anyone. It's still comics, so hey, it's well, all good. Growing up, it, for me, I was I thought I was Wonder Woman. So, um, but actually, uh, who inspired me? And I actually did post this recently. Who inspired me to want to be an actress in Hollywood was Mystique from X Men. Oh, which one, uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Or... The original. The original oh, Mystique uh, was uh, Rebecca's. Uh... Rebecca yeah, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And one, because she was a supermodel at the time, and she was uh, literally um, Mystique, where Mystique was naked. If you really remember her costume, oh, yeah. she, she, was she had no clothes on. Nothing. And she was prosthetic <laughs> the whole way. I was blown away by that. Like, just the, she was painted head to toe blue, you know, the hair slicked back. Like, it was like a, that was a supermodel to me. I didn't, like, I didn't see necessarily a creature or something crazy. Like, I saw a model and that was fashion. Like, she was killing it, you know? <laughs> right, what, right, that right. That caught my attention. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, well, if she can do that, I can do that. So that was always something in the back of my head. I told myself I wanted to be a villain. I always wanted to play a villain. Mm. We felt like the villains were way more fun. Of course, the good girl was always amazing and that was great, but the villains were the ones that always stood out to me and they always had the most fun. So when I came to Hollywood, I told people that my acting classes, I want to be a villain. Well, I'm going to be a villain. And that was always my goal to be in Marvel, believe it or not, to be in Marvel 
and to be a villain. Well, I mean, that assassin stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. made that bad boy may come in handy. You never know. Never you know. You right. never know. So I may not be a bad guy. You know, my, my character wasn't bad. My character was, you know, she's she's she was pretty good, but um she was definitely green. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one half def- of the of the of the dream. One half of the dream. Yes, yes. Like I, I wasn't blue head to toe, but I was green. Hey, head to toe. Green yeah, so. is always green looks good on you. Thank Love you. It. I made it. I did it. I did what I said I wanted to do. But yes, for me it was uh, uh Mystique was definitely one of my my favorites. Of course, Storm, she was a favorite. Um I, I just kind of loved them all. I really didn't have any any real particular, you know, spot. I loved the whole gamut. Like I, I was in, I was for it, you know. I love Wolverine. I loved <laughs> yeah. I loved um That's dope. Just, yeah. <laughs> that I, dope. I was in. Trust me, I was in. I, I whatever they were doing, I was there for it. I wanted it all. So <laughs> that's so dope. My other uh question, keeping in the same uh space for for, for movies is um who would you love to work with? If you already work with them, then you can say, oh, I've worked with this person I've always wanted to work with. But if you haven't, who would be uh, an actor or a director that you are like, oh, wow, I would love to work with that guy or that gal? Um, right now, I would love to work with uh, several people. So one being Will Smith and Will Smith in in the comedic aspect. OK, OK, I can see that. I would- I would absolutely love that. That whole Philly vibe, that whole Pennsylvania, you know, we can feed off of each other with that. I would love that opportunity to to uh to really kind of dance around with with uh Will Smith in a comedic aspect. Uh, as far as theatrical, I would love to work with Carl Seaton. Um, he's a director here and Pete Chapman. They're, they're like two up and coming big over oh, they're not up and coming, but they're huge directors and producers here in, in Hollywood. I uh, would love to work with either one of them, uh, specifically Carl Seaton in the TV show Snowfall. OK. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. I would love to find myself in Snowfall somewhere else. Unbelievable. Now, you got a book, right? I do have a book. Yes, yes. I wrote a children's book. And look at the timing on that, that it, it was able to be published like right now. So right. I'm, I'm blown away that that happened, that it, you know, because I, I thought I had to do a lot more work with it, but it was a long time coming. I, I wrote this book eight years ago as a professional model, um, just at work one day. I was modeling at work and just kind of going through some some tough times during my career. And uh, just I initially wrote it as a poem. And um, it was it was a little more somber because it was kind of like just expressing myself but it inspired a few people when i read it to them they were like, and i was like it's just you know it's nothing big but i kind of kept it under under me and then just before i moved to paris a friend of mine we we literally decided to make it a book so we chopped up the poem line by line and made it into a book and he was like i can draw the pictures i can illustrate it so he he and i literally locked ourselves into his apartment for an entire week back in like 2014 wow literally locked ourselves and and literally like he's he's over the computer putting it together i'm I'm drawing i drew the front cover of the book myself and he went back behind me and digitally made it you know more of a digital cover but i actually by hand drew that cover which is a picture of myself when i was four years old wow that is I dope. Have, I, i've seen the cover i was like this is really dope this is really dope i have the original picture i do have the original 
uh, that I drew, the one that I drew. And then he went behind me and, of course, digitally put it all together. So the whole book is very colorful. It's a coming. It's my own coming of age story. It touches on the school, the Milton Hershey School, but it doesn't say specifically, but it touches on that. And just okay. cool. Just the the whole geek, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I was I was a geek, you know. I wasn't the the popular kid. I wasn't the 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 pretty girl, you know. I was just Lori, and I was awkward, and you know, and just went through a lot of changes. So I had to find out for myself who I was. It doesn't matter how many times people may tell you, "Oh, you're so cute, you're so beautiful." It mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything if you don't believe it. Absolutely, yeah. I hope, means- I pray that some actors don't fall into that 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 uh that psyche that most do when they're so glamorous and so beautiful that Mm -hmm. people just look at them as, Oh my God, you're so glamorous and so beautiful. But there's other parts like the internal parts where it's like, you know, yeah, I know I'm cute, but you know, I can say my ABCs and I can say them backwards too. How about that? You know? Right. 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 It's easy to get lost in that. You know, people forget that we're human at the end of and they kind of put you on a pedestal that you didn't put yourself to. And then you're now living up to people's expectations versus who you really are, what you need to live up to. So that's a great call. Yes. You know, it's something that it's a pitfall that we definitely all have to look out for to not fall into. But I believe this book, I've, I've shown this book to several people in the, in, as it was being put together and grown women started crying. Wow. Grown wow. women. Oh, that's my childhood. That was me. And that's how I felt. So I, I, I hope for it to be successful. I hope people get it. You know, it's a very short book. It's not very long. I know when we tried to publish it um, initially with a couple big names in Hollywood, I tried to publish it and they just kind of looked at me like, yeah, no, thanks. You know, um, so it, it kind of got tossed around a little bit and kind of really um, slammed. A lot of people slammed it. Just kind of like, eh, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. But I knew I, I needed to keep it as simple as possible. Those were always the books that stood out to me as a child, the books that were very to the point, you know, in out. Just say what you need to say, get to the point, and get back out. And I feel like it's powerful enough in itself. I think it's going to be relatable, as I mentioned, for kids of all ages, meaning, you know, that adult kid in her 50s, the kid in you that's, even though you're 50, that kid in you will still be able to identify with it. The younger kids, it's meant for all generations, all age groups, all uh, genres, all uh, races. It, It doesn't matter. But the fact that it is a black woman telling her story, I think that's something that needed to be said and done. So I'm 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 blown away that it was actually finished because this has been eight years in the eight years in the making. I'm blown away. The title of it uh, is called. I'm gonna let you say it. But beauty wasn't within me. You heard it first. But beauty wasn't within me, and. Something else that you also do is uh, your clothing line. Now, you have to help me out with the actual name of it because I was going to butcher it, and I'm like, I don't want to butcher this because this is this is her. <laughs> this is this is something that's near and dear to her heart. So, uh, what's the name of the clothing line? The name of the clothing line is T Boy Chic. It T- means tomboy. Tom T Boy chic. chic. There it is. Okay, I was going to say chick, and I'm like, mm, don't do that. She'll sit there and slap you digitally. Don't do that. <laughs> T Boy Chic. Yes. And I spell it different with a Q because it's unique. When I saw that, I said, "Uh uh-huh, I know what she's doing with this. She's trying to be, yeah, I can see it. I can, I can, I can see it now in lights. Mm -hmm. What was your inspiration behind the name? It's me. It's It's literally, it's me. I'm I'm, the whole time as, as I gave this interview, 
and you know the whole point was emphasizing and and not trying to but like literally letting you know i, I was a tomboy right 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 okay yeah tomboy and chic right so as a model the modeling world made me chic they they really helped me to tone down and to become more of a, a, a female not that i wasn't before i just didn't care like growing up in in like pennsylvania and i think a lot of people don't understand this but when in pennsylvania guys kind of like girls a little rough around the edges absolutely okay now you know new york philly you know the dc that whole dmv that yeah. that whole area that whole area they kind of like their women a little like like my aunt calls it having an edge you know so it was nothing for us to be like boyish but still be a hundred percent woman Absolutely. And men would, men loved it. You could change a tire, and I'm like, "Hey, your you, you, you nails ain't gonna get jacked." I'm like, "Whatever, just come on, let's exactly. go. Let's change this men, tire. Let's let's, exactly. let's change this oil." That's what I'm loving, right there. Men got it. Like men, men around. I love that about our men. You know, from the East Coast, that the the whole area. I respect that about the men up there. They love that. They want their women to have that little bite to them, little edge to them. You know, and they understand. They get it. Like she, she likes men, but you know, she she's a little rough. But I like that. They they almost almost are like pulling for it a little bit, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, they're almost kind of like 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 they want. Like I remember I dated um I dated a professional uh, athlete. I, I dated I I have a, oh, a ex I have an ex boyfriend who is famous oh, no. NBA basketball player, oh, and one of the main reasons why he and I got along so great, why he and oh dated, yeah, oh stop dating that. That basketball player. I'm so now. done with you. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so done with the music. Where did you get the porn music? I'm so done. <laughs> I have to credit my brother. He actually he he lent me that so I could do some voiceover uh, practice. Did, did you find uh, that? It's it's for voiceover but, practice only and for the show. Lord. But I had to do it. it I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> when you said it, I couldn't resist. That's my <laughs> mantra. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the professional. That's okay. The I professional ball player. I <laughs> yes, I, I dated a professional athlete for several years, um, and uh, he was NBA, and he loved that whole tomboy sassy. Edge. He loved like he he pulled on it constantly. He was you know he was like constantly even putting me in scenarios to draw off of it, you know, to make me do it. You know, um, he literally loved that. And I was used to that. So when I came out here to like Los Angeles, you know, these guys are here. They're not into that. They don't, they don't get it. So they're, yeah, they're like low key. They're like low key afraid of you. <laughs> the prissiness is so real. Yes. And it, yeah, they, they, it, anything falls. It's like, just pick it up. Like, no, I don't want to do that. It's, you know, my, yes. my toes are like, dude, it's a rag. It's a piece yes. of clothing. You can pick yeah. it up. No, yes. no. I'll, I'll let someone else. Sparky, come, come get this. So. No, seriously. So the guys out here, they don't get it. The men out here don't get it. Now, when I went to Paris, they dug it. Like they were just like, oh, wow, that's an American girl right there. Mm -hmm. You know, like they were all for it. Fran uh, when I lived in um, Florida for a while, they same thing. They some got it, some didn't. They were just kind of they were more so into the prissy, the girly girl. And same thing here in Los Angeles. They're into the more the girly girl. But um, yeah, it's it's me. The brand is me. I'm both tomboy, but I'm both. 100% woman, chic, put it all together. I have a little edge to me. My, I'm very comfortable in my stilettos as much as I am in my sneakers. You know, um, 
I don't have to wear makeup, but when I do, it's like a certain look that I always go for. So I'm branding my entire self. Like I think right now we're, we're working on athletic wear. So there'll be some athletic, athletic wear coming out of that. Uh, ultimately I'd like to have um, some perfume as well added to it. So we're working on a lot of things to kind of put it all together to make this an entire brand. I support 100%. If there yeah. is a site that you want to quote, um, is it available right now so people can go out and uh, purchase some of your merch? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Go the ahead and site drop is that. There, but it's, it's on my, it's on the page. It's on my, um, my Instagram page is uh, uh, at com. That's T-boy, T-B-O-Y-C-H-I-Q. And it comes right up, T-Boy Chic. Uh, that's my uh, Instagram page, um, Lori Livingston, of course. All these pages are connected. Uh, but it have an, I have an Etsy store, so you can connect right to the store. You Good. can buy the merchandise right there. The awesome. items that I all my, so keys, <laughs> all my original keys are like 59. I'm sorry, I nerded out. I nerded out a little bit. I'm sorry. All, all the original keys are 19.99, so that because I want everyone to be able to afford one the original logo which has the kiss then that's more for the girls but i mean if you don't mind having a kiss on your chest say hey, you know to each his own but the, <laughs> the original logo is is initially for the girls and that was the original t-shirt the first t-shirt that i ever came up with so um and it has the kiss mark on it those are all 1999 with free shipping and handling because i do want everyone to at least get a shirt in their hand i want the ability to you know for everyone to have one but yes that's my my brand t-boy chic I'm loving it. So, um, my dear, we've reached that part of the show now that uh, I have to ask the questions. And um, I, I love the actor studio. I love it so, so much. And I miss uh, James Lipton um, for when I watch those uh, excerpts that he does when he's interviewing actors. Um, I was amazed when he came to this part of the segment of the show when he was asking these questions to the actors. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. I want to do that one day. And, you know, unfortunately his you know, untimely demise, you know, it has not been um, resurfaced. So I'd like to take my stint and, you know, give my, you know, my respect where respect is due um, to Mr. Lipton for asking these questions for his uh, his guests. So I am actually going to extend this to my first guest, mm -hmm. which is you. So these, my dear, are the questions from Bernard Piviot, James Lipton's idol and person that he is absolutely responsible for giving these questions to the actors and I will be giving them to you, my dear. Okay. And I'm trying to say it sounded like James Lipton, but I think I should just go back to Lou. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my dear, what is your favorite word? Absolutely. What is your least favorite word? No. <laughs> <laughs> so many, that's so many <laughs> of our least favorite words is no. <laughs> Um, what excites you or turns you on? Can I say that on, on air? Absolutely. That's my damn show. You can say anything you want, girl. No, I can't tell you that. Yes, you um, Oh, we got to do all of it. So that's after hours. This is, this is, 
the oh, Louis okay. Duvall Experience After Hours. So if you want that, you got to go exclusively to the After Hours spot. <laughs> no, you can say whatever you want. You can, it's, it's, it's my show. You can do whatever you want. I love hard work. I love I love that feeling of accomplishment. That feeling of like I'm doing something. We're we're moving forward. We're making progress. Progress in anything. In anything. I love that that feeling of okay, we're rolling. Here we go. You know, it's moving. Um, I don't like things to sit still. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind being still. There's a time in the season when you need to be still. There's a time you need to sit down. But I don't like that feeling of nothing's happening. You know, and I, I love that sense of accomplishment, that sense of, okay, we're moving, things are rolling, things are happening, things are popping. I love, I prefer to have that. I love that. That gets me going. And what turns you off? Oh, there's quite a few of those. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I think, I, I just think people that aren't authentic, you know, um, particularly with me, um, just, just people that are, when you find out that people aren't genuine about who they are with you. Wow. What sound or noise do you enjoy? These are really good questions. (laughs) Um, What sound or noise do I enjoy? Huh? I guess laughter, the sound of laughter, period. I love to laugh. I love to hear myself laugh. I love to hear other people laugh. I, I, I love that. What sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. These are good, isn't it? These are really good. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um... I mean, is is defeat a sound of? Is, yeah, is defeat a sound? Uh, it, it, it will be for the show. It will be for this. If that because, if that's yeah, how it, you feel. But defeat defeat can come in many sounds. It can come in the sound of crying, agony. You know, so like anything that's just like a sense of defeat, anguish. You know, hurt. That would be something I don't like to hear. What profession other than yours? would you attempt? Uh, I would attempt to be a, a speaker. Hmm. Okay. In reverse of that, what profession would you despise doing? <laughs> um, being a stripper or something. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I giggled on that one. That was great. That was great. Sorry, are you stripper? Oh, Lord. That's great. Phone sex. Um, the phone operator, the 976. Yeah. Pick Even though I have the a phone. Voice for it. You probably, yeah, yeah, you got the voice for it now. For don't, it. don't, don't sleep. You call that up like, <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> And lastly, um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done. My friend, my esteemed pleasure and honor to have you on the show as my very first. Uh, I truly appreciate everything 
that you have done, that you've came and given me your time, given me your uh, your thoughts. Um, I'm an I'm in awe, and I'm even more proud. If I can say that, I'm extremely proud of you, and uh, I thank you, and I would love to see more of your talent and your your everything in the future to come. And uh, thank you so, so much for being a part of the show of the Lewis Duval Experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. And I wish you continued success. I know you're going to do amazing. I know you're going to do even greater. So I, I will be watching. I expect to see you uh, take this further than even you expect to go. <laughs> I do. I expect great things for you. I do. I do. So thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And now, a moment of poetry. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Oh, before you go tell it on the mountain, tell it to the faces all around you. Talking to God on a mountain while in the valley Children are dying to live while struggling to survive I overheard the wind whispering The future only has a minute to live and a second to die Tomorrow isn't promised Mothers fear for their sons' lives Scared to blink their eyes Oops! Mothers just got tired and their sons just died Pick a plot and start digging A black child just died Go tell it on a mountain, and when it rains, look in the sky and attempt a conversation with God. Don't be surprised if the Lord don't swing by, and if a voice so powerful that it cracked the sky, telling you that he'll be back, you should have looked for the God inside. That was Kevin Rakim White. You can check him out on his podcast, The Art of Storytelling. And check his website, universaleyepower.com. Also, for more of Lori Livingston, follow her on her Instagram page, at Lori Livingston. And in her bio, you can get information for her clothing line, T-Boy Chic, and for her book, But Beauty Wasn't Within Me. Check it out, y'all. On behalf of the Lewis Duvall Experience, we say thank you for those who are listening. And if you are new here, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That way you never miss out on any future episodes with these awesome, amazing, and wonderful guests that we have here that are emerging onto the scene. So until we meet again, be blessed, create, and as always, rock steady. The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios.